What's happening? You're listening to the What's Happening Podcast. This is your boy Seth Teal. And no, I am not bringing you another week's edition of NFL Predictions. Not yet, at least not yet. Tonight, I am talking NBA and NBA only. We're hitting that 10 game mark on the year, so I figured tonight would be a great time to let out how I'm feeling, all my thoughts on the season so far, what to expect. Uh, it's been a great start to the year. I think everyone can agree on that. NBA Twitter's gone crazy already. 70 more games about for most all teams. So it's going to be a great year. It's already off to a great start. But let's get into it. First, I want to start with some of the surprises uh, that not a lot of people were talking about or expected to see to start the season, one being the Toronto Raptors and Boston Celtics sitting atop the Eastern Conference to start the year. I did not hear really anyone talking about it. I've heard some people putting Boston in the 5 6 7 C. I didn't agree with that. I thought Kemba was going to be a low-maintenance type of guy, unlike Kyrie. He doesn't need the ball in his hands to be productive, and he's shown that. Gordon Hayward's been the primary play uh, playmaker on that team. That's going to change now with the injury to his hand, unfortunately. Uh, he looked great. I, a lot of those guys, once you have that leg injury that Gordon Hayward's had, that Paul George has had, uh, I remember Kevin Ware had it, Louis Will, uh, way back. It's taken you about a year or so of playing to really get back in the flow of things, and it looked like it was going to be the same for Gordon Hayward because he came out and he looked like Gordon Hayward of old, um, getting everyone involved, finishing at the basket, uh, knocking down open shots, but... Unfortunately, just bad luck for Gordon and broken hand. He's going to miss some significant time. So we'll see how Boston responds to that. They still got some good wing players in Hayward. Or excuse me, not Hayward. Uh, Tatum and Brown. Uh, they still got Marcus Smart, Kemba Walker in the backcourt. They got Ennis Cantor. Manning down the middle. Defensively, liability. We'll see what they do. I've been telling everyone I think Boston's going to be a team to make a trade. At some point this season, whether it be for like an Andre Drummond, a Steven Adams, some sort of big man that defensively can at least keep them in games against teams like uh, Milwaukee and Philly. Um, even a team like Toronto that has Marcus Hall, Serge, who's got an ankle injury right now. I think he'll be back. Serge, uh, Pascal Siakam, who likes to finish at the hoop. Uh, Boston's definitely going to need a defensive big man that can protect the rim. So I expect them to make a trade for maybe one of those two guys or a guy that maybe I'm not thinking of or not thinking of at the moment. Um, but definitely a good defensive big man that's not afraid to bang bodies down low. Um, another surprise to the year, Toronto. Not a surprise to me. I thought that that team that won a championship last year won it as a team. <laughs> Norman Powell, Fred Van Vliet, Siakam, Lowry, who's hurt right now, but he'll be back. Um not saying quite since he's not on the team anymore. That team as a whole, Serge Gasol, uh, was great. Uh, I expect them to continue winning games. I think they'll be a top four seed in the Eastern Conference. So I don't see them dropping much farther below that two seed they're in right now. don't think a lot of people expected them to come out as hot as they did, to be as good as they were, but Siakam's just improved even more since the season started. Um, I think he knew that with Kawhi being gone, Kyle Lowry's not much of a 
big play guy where he's going to carry the scoring load and really put the team on his back. Siakam knew that. He put the team on his back here early on. He's looking great. He could potentially be second team, third team All-NBA guy. He keeps this up, in my opinion. Don't know about a first team yet. I think there's some guys like LeBron, um, Kawhi, Paul George, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, a lot of guys that are going to finish ahead of them in that ahead of him in that first team category, but or that could finish ahead of him, I should say. But yeah, he's looked great to start the year. Um, another surprise, I don't know how long it's going to last Cleveland. They're a seven seed right now, so keep an eye on them. Kevin Love's having a great year. Um, best year he's had by far, or best start to a season he's had since that second to last year LeBron left Cleveland, I believe. Um, he's looked real good. He's playing a, that veteran role on that team, a young team with Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, um, uh, Seti on that team. Shout out Seti. But yeah, that's a it's a great young team there. I think they're actually going to be pretty good here in a year or two once they keep developing, building through the draft. Uh, I think Kevin Love's playing a valuable role there right now. And then my, my next surprise team moving to the Western Conference has to be Phoenix. I did not see Phoenix coming out this way. I knew they added Baines. I knew they added Rubio. I knew they had Oubre. I would be lying if I said that I expected them to mesh well together and come out strong, especially in the Western Conference, to beat teams like the Clippers, I, I'd i be lying. I would be lying if I said that Phoenix was going to be good. And watching them play, I'm not lying when I say this. I think they're going to potentially be a 7 or 8 seed in the Western Conference. I think this is a playoff team. They they look great. They're playing as a team. Ricky Rubio is doing well. Aiton's suspended right now. He's going to come back and just – help that team win more games. Devin Booker has been lethal now that some of that load's been taken off of him. Um, yeah, I guess that's probably why he didn't want too many doubles in the summer. He knew he was going to have a little more help. So, yeah, <laughs> bad. that's a bad joke. But, yeah, that's another surprise for me. Um, probably the biggest surprise is Golden State. I thought Golden State was going to be – one of those seven, eight, maybe even a six seed at most in the Western Conference. I thought Steph Curry would be an MVP candidate, but we all know what is going on with that, with Steph breaking his hand, with Draymond having a torn ligament in the finger, which seems a little fishy to me, to be honest, at the timing of this now. Obviously, D'Angelo Russell is not carrying that team to the playoffs. doesn't sound like Steph's coming back this season either, unfortunately. So um, I'm sure Draymond will come back. Scream, yell, stomp, do do what he does. And I'm sure D'Angelo Russell is going to put up some good numbers, given that he's the only scoring option or the only guy that can get a bucket on that team, really. I mean, I've liked what I've seen from a guy like uh, Poole, but that team's just bad. So, but, but we could potentially be looking at a healthy uh, Warrior squad next year with Steph, Clay. I don't know if D'Lo's going to be on that team for some reason. I feel like he's going to be gone. Either him or Draymond will be gone, I feel like, and I don't see them getting rid of Draymond. He's part of that core, so I don't see him ever leaving that team, at least not while he's in his prime. But potential, <laughs> a potential LaMelo uh, Warriors team would be interesting. I'd love to see that, being a LaMelo stan. But, yeah, disappointed to the war and the Warriors uh, and what their season's going to turn out to be. Really was hoping they'd make the playoffs. Shut out, shut up some of these uh, analysts that said they weren't going to make the playoffs. 
And unfortunately, some of them are going to take credit for those takes, knowing damn well they did not predict these injuries. They did not predict that Clay would not be coming back at all. So it is what it is. New Orleans has been a, this another disappointing team, along with Sacramento. I think a lot of people thought that those young cores had something to prove, especially New Orleans. Um, don't get me wrong, though. Brandon Ingram, he's been hooping. That man's a walking bucket. He's getting his teammates involved. I personally thought when that Anthony Davis trade happened that the Lakers should have thought about throwing Kuzma in and keeping Ingram, trying to take uh, put Ingram on the bench and let him be your lead, or your sixth man, really. Uh, I thought he would have been a great guy for that type of role and then either paid him or sign and trade, whatever you want to do, bring another guy in at the end of the year. But yeah, I thought Brandon Ingram would be perfect for the Lakers, but the Lakers are fine. The team they've got assembled, so I'm not too worried, but given what we've seen from him in New Orleans, um, I think he would have been great in that role if you would be willing to sacrifice a starting spot. But he's hooping. Good for him. I think he's going to continue. I think he's going to get a max contract at the end of this year with New Orleans. Uh, I still like New Orleans' team. I don't know how I feel about Zion yet. The guy is never healthy. I've seen some videos from doctors saying that he may never be healthy if he continues to play the way he plays with all the explosiveness and carrying that weight the way he does. Um, we can go into that deeper a little later, but I don't know how I feel about him. But I still think that young core, Lonzo, can get healthy ever. If Zion can somewhat stay healthy, just play on like a Kawhi edition load load management, I think that's a good team to come. And Sacramento, I've watched a good amount of Sacramento Kings games. I I think they're still figuring it out. They got a new coach, not really a new team, but Buddy, De'Aaron, uh, Marvin Bagley's been hurt, which doesn't help. So I think they'll turn it around. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, though. I actually think that there's only one team not in the in the top eight that's going to make the playoffs. That would be Minnesota, and I'd probably take out San Antonio. I think Carlton Towns have been balling. Andrew Wiggins has been hooping as well. I think they're a trade away from – I mean, don't ask me who they're trading for. It's too early to be saying that, but I think they're a trade or an uh, addition away from really competing for one of those six, seven, eight seeds. I don't see San Antonio with the way they've been playing. I don't see them making the playoffs, but – as I say that, I am sure that Pop will sense everyone doubting him, somehow get this team to believe into the system, and they will be a 7 or 8 seed and probably face Denver, Houston, L.A. in the first round of the playoffs and take them six or seven games somehow because that just seems like it's how it goes for San Antonio every year now. Last three, four years, and I've all been doubting them. So we'll see how that goes. Um, no, I don't think Portland's going to make the playoffs, by the way. I wouldn't be surprised if they do, so I'm not totally hating on them. But I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Just That team's not as deep as they uh, were last year, in my opinion. They've been playing Anthony uh, Simmons a little more. I, I thought he'd be a lot better than he is. He's still got room to grow. He's still so young, so I don't want to hate on the dude. But, yeah, Portland's disappointed me to start the year. Um, but, yeah, those are my surprises, disappointments to start the year. Now let's talk about... Some of these good teams, Denver, the Lakers, the Rockets. Uh, we already talked about Boston and Toronto a little bit. Let's talk about Milwaukee, Philly. Um, Philly got off. They were the last undefeated team to start the year, and now they are 6-3 and three, sitting at the five seed in the Eastern Conference, which came out of nowhere. 
Um, I don't think they're going to finish outside the top four seeding in the East, but yeah, they need to, I, I thought they'd be actually a good team for Andre Iguodala to finish his uh, career as a sixer again on a competing championship uh, level team in Philly. I don't, I think that's something that a lot of us are sleeping on. I don't know how the cap space and whatnot will work for that. If they even have a roster spot, but just spitballing thinking, I think that'd be a pretty good fit. Uh, Miami is another team that I thought was going to come out strong. They have some good young talent, Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero. They added Jimmy Butler. They got Bam out there controlling the paint. So they're playing very well. I expect that to continue. They're going to definitely – I think they'll probably end up being around the five seed or so in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Brooklyn's disappointed me a little bit. I actually <laughs> – I probably I, – I seem a little ridiculous now. But before the season is starting, I didn't bet on him. I bet on Joe gets to an MVP, actually. And so far, it's looking all right. We'll see how the season plays out. But I actually thought Kyrie would be an MVP candidate, potentially, if he could mesh in with this young team. But it's starting to – I don't want to say it because I don't want this to happen again, but it's starting to kind of give that Boston Celtic vibe to me for Kyrie where he's just being ball dominant. It's strange, though, because Lavert, Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, uh, Joe Harris, they're all still playing pretty well. Um, I think that team, defensively, they're not playing well at all. They're leading the league in scoring, actually, as a team, which is crazy. But um, they're giving up, I think, 121 points a game, 122 points a game. They have a 1.9 uh, difference, a negative 1.9 difference in scoring. So hopefully, defensively, they figure things out. Then they'll be competing. I think they'll still end up around that 5, 6, 7 seed in the Eastern Conference. Um, they're really playing just to compete there once KD comes back he's going to be there he's going to be leading that league that team excuse me in shots shots made uh he's going to be the guy that offense runs through so that's when they'll really be competing but I really thought Kyrie would have himself a year and be a first team all NBA type guy a potential MVP candidate. not to say that he won't still but uh, the way he's starting off the way he's looking how ball dominant he's being uh, how little ball movements in that offense now compared to last year when D'Lo was there uh is really disappointing. So hopefully they fix that. But so far, they they're all right. They'll 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 figure it out. It's still early in the year. Haven't even hit, they haven't hit that ten game mark quite yet. They're four and five on the year in the eight seed. So we'll see how they're looking. Uh, Trey Young's been on fire to start the year. I I quite honestly didn't expect Trey Young to be that great in the NBA, and I've been very vocal that I was wrong about that. Um, but, yeah, he's looked good. I, he's going to be an all-NBA guy one one day. Not this season, but maybe a, a few seasons from now, he'll be an all-NBA uh, type guy. Don't see him as an MVP quite yet. Um, I think the only, out of all these young guys, the only guy I can really see winning an MVP award has been Luka. He's amazing. Had that triple-double against the Lakers. That was an amazing game. But, yeah, and then I do want to touch on the Knicks real quick. They're awful, but shout out R.J. Barrett. I thought R.J. Barrett was that best all-around player coming out of Duke. I still feel this way, given how Cam Reddish hasn't really played any valuable minutes on that Atlanta team yet. Um, and Zion hasn't played a single minute in the NBA. So R.J. Barrett, definitely, I think, the most all-around talent coming out of Duke. Second most all-around player coming out of the draft besides Jaw. Jaw's been playing really well. Thought he was going to break his leg, tear his ACL, something, knock on wood. But 
that dunk he had the other day. I forget who it was against when he fell. That was scary looking, but he's all right. He's hooping. I think it's going to come down between them two. I thought Michael Porter Jr. would get a little more playing time than he has. I don't know what's going on with that. They're just not trying to mess up the chemistry. If they're slowly trying to integrate him into the offense, who knows? I thought uh, MPJ would be a potential rookie of the year candidate on the Nuggets. So if he does get on the team and he starts hooping, that Nuggets team is really going to be scared. They were my pick for the championship to start the season, or before the season started, I should say. They still are. They're 7-2 and two right now. Joker's looking great. He's hit two game winners in back-to-back games. I'm recording this on uh, Sunday, November 10th. He had a game winner Friday against Philly. He had a game winner over Cronkney Towns today in Minnesota. So he's looking real good to start the year. Uh, I like that Denver team. I like Joker. Uh, I think he's just got a great basketball mind. He makes the right play most all the time. Grabs rebounds. He's he's tough to score on, too. I mean, people talk about how big the dude is and his, his weight and whatnot, but when you're posting up against that guy, you're trying to drive to the basket and you see him standing there. It's, it's no easy task by far. I think he's, I think we should all know that by now. Uh, yeah. I really like what I'm seeing from them. I'm also liking what I'm seeing from Westbrook and that Rockets team. I think the more games they play, the better they'll start to look and they're looking pretty good. I mean, looking at the numbers, they're six and three right now. They have a plus uh, 1.4 differential. Um, they got off to a little shaky start, but I think when Harding starts to get in the rhythm, starts to get in that game shape again, um, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. I, they'll probably finish to the one or two seed in the West. I don't see Russ and Harden just aren't guys that rest during the regular season. And in today's league, they probably should if they really want to compete um, in the playoffs because they are consistently facing teams that have decent depth and ha- have rested their key guys when needed to. Haven't overused them. And Russell Westbrook, James Harden are constantly at the top of the league in usage. So we'll see what happens with that. But I doubt they rest games. I doubt their usage rates go down. They'll end up as a one or two, three seed in the West. Probably get bounced in the first, second round this season. I don't like that team too much in the playoffs. They don't have a lot of depth. Um, but, yeah, I don't think they got that much better with Russell Westbrook. We'll see how it plays out, though. I may change my mind and at the 20-game mark. Who knows? But. A team I do like is Utah, given that Mike Conley has just looked awful to start the year. They're still figuring things out. They've missed uh, Bo- they missed Bo- uh, excuse me, they've missed Bogdanovich for a couple games. Um, Rudy Gobert is looking like he's going to make a defensive player of the year run again. So I'm excited to watch that team play. Donovan Mitchell's looked great this year. Yeah, they beat the Clippers without Kawhi. So we'll see what happens. And the Clippers, talk about them for a second. They're going to be uh, pretty dominant once Paul George comes back, especially defensively. The way they stagger those minutes with Luwell and Harrell and then Paul George coming back, uh, Kawhi, uh, Pat Bev out there, Landry Shamit. They've got a deep team, which will be scary for opposing teams to face down the stretch in the playoffs and whatnot. So we'll see what happens with them. Uh, I've enjoyed watching what I've seen from Minnesota. Carl Anthony Towns is making a case for a first-team All-NBA, MVP-type run. I don't know if it continues. I don't, Andrew Wiggins has been hooping. It's whether or not it continues to happen. Um, it, we haven't seen him consistently put it together throughout the entire game, but he's been playing really well to start the year, so I really hope it continues. I was a big Wiggins guy when he was coming out and got drafted by Cleveland. 
I thought he was going to be great. He got that contract. He hasn't really lived up to the hype yet. He's kind of been forgotten almost, but we'll see what we get from him. Um, other than that, those are my uh, early season thoughts. About to hit that 10-game mark, like I said, on the NBA. I still got Denver as my favorite to win the chip. Uh, I think that team's deep. They all know the roles. They had some good additions there. They got Michael Porter Jr. Hopefully will be playing some valuable minutes. Jeremy Grant was a great addition for them. He's played some valuable minutes for them already. Uh, I think Joker's a top five player in the NBA um, with how he uh, just facilitates that offense, his shooting ability. And he's shown that he can knock down shots in a clutch moments. He's done it against stiff competition against Philly and Minnesota this year already. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully everyone in the league can continue to stay healthy, keep playing well. I think that's all we want as hoop fans is see everyone stay healthy and just get buckets. But yeah, no big predictions quite yet other than my championship MVP. I don't really want to go into too many other awards. First team, second team is too early for all that. I just want to enjoy what we're seeing right now early in the year. Everyone's starting to figure out their roles with their teams. I think once we hit that 20 to 30 game mark, is when we're going to really see a lot of these teams start to separate themselves, start to take off. And we'll see who's really, really about, <laughs> about that life, I guess you could say. But, yeah, it's going to be an exciting year, y'all. Um, thank you for listening. You've been listening to the What's Happening podcast. If you like the pod, make sure you share it with your friends, with your coworkers, with your mama or your mama's mama. This is Seth Teal's the What's Happening podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Boogie Teal. Follow the What's Happening podcast at What's Happening podcast on Twitter. And, yeah, that's all I got for today on the NBA. Be on the lookout for my NFL predictions later this week probably Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm hoping, and another NBA podcast potentially next weekend. And, yeah, y'all have a good one. Thanks for listening. It's your boy Seth Teal again, the What's Happening Podcast. Stay blessed, y'all.